apps can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of homeownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Home Mortgage, and equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 20112810L. Call for additional details. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley, and Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is, since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this, they lob it to him, he taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach in college basketball, hands down. Finch, two for three, he's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the pole, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball, because the Yankees are not they're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the race, and the race do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Welcome to Sports Talk with RJ. I am Steve Risser along with Justin D'Onofrio. And it is here, the NBA Finals between the Miami Heat and the Denver Nuggets. The Miami Heat, pretty much an improbable run. They were the number eight seed and were losing to the Chicago Bulls in the fourth quarter of the playing tournament. But they ended up coming back and winning that game. They pulled off a huge upset over the Bucs in five. They beat the Knicks in six. And then they took a 3-0 lead against the Celtics. The Celtics tied the series, but the Celtics were not able to make history as the Miami Heat, by by great performances by Jimmy Butler and uh, Caleb Martin, were able to get revenge on the Celtics and get to the NBA Finals against the Denver Nuggets. And for the Nuggets, they've pretty much been the best team in the NBA all year. They finally, for the first time in three years, they finally have had Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. healthy. They finally have had their team have have had the team they've wanted to have, and uh, and, and and it's really shown this year. They to me to me they are the best team in the NBA, but. I do think the Miami Heat are going to give them a series because you cannot count them out with the way they have played all postseason. No, you can't. Um, you know, the Heat have been there. Or, you know, this Heat team, you know, going down 3-0 or going up 3-0, having the Celtics come back, but finding a way, Caleb Martin, it, like Jimmy Butler had 26 in the night, but didn't feel like he had 26. You know, Caleb Martin was like the huge part of it. But, yeah, you can never count this Heat team out. Um, you know, we've seen it the last couple of years, especially – you know, this year in this postseason, the way with, they did with the Bucs, the way they got up on the Celtics. Um, but, yeah, the way the Nuggets are playing, I think this would be 
you know, too tough of a, of a task. And um, I, I just think like in 2021, where we just saw where Giannis was going to do everything possible to win the finals. I think, we're, I think we've gotten that out of Jokic and I think that continues. I just think it's to be too tough of a, of a series, but yeah, you know, hopefully it does go six, seven games. Now for both teams, we'll give you like our keys to how each team is going to win the championship. And we're going to start with the eight. We're going to start with the eight Miami heat. And uh, for me, Jimmy Butler has got to be as good as he was against against the Bucs, or close to as good as he was against the Bucs. He can't play the way he did against the Knicks. He was good, but not great. He can't play even the way he did against the Celtics. In the Celtics series, he was not good in Game 5, and he got off to a really, really slow start in Game 6. He can't he can't do that against the Nuggets. He's got to be great in every game. He's got to be close to how he was against the Bucs. He might not be you know as amazing as he was against the Bucs, because he was just phenomenal in that series. But he's got to be as close to how he was against the Bucs if the Heat are going to win this series because they need their star to be a star. He's going to have to match Jokic, who right now is the best player in basketball. So Jimmy Butler has got to be phenomenal for the Heat to win this series. Number two, Bam has got to be the Robin to Butler's to Butler's Batman. And uh, the problem is, though, is Bam has not played well recently. Uh, the last time he scored over 20 points in a game has been in game two. He was not good in game four. He was not good in game five. And he was not good in game six of the conference finals. And he wasn't even good in game seven. The biggest reason why he won game seven was Butler was great. Uh, Caleb Martin stepped up. And uh, Jason Tatum was not 100%. And Jalen Brown was absolutely terrible. That's another story for another day for how poor he was. And obviously, you know, Joe Missoula is not coaching the Nuggets mm-hmm. either. Right? So, so yeah. So, Bam has got to be better in this series. If, if, if Bam plays the way he did against the Celtics, there is no way, not a chance that the Heat win this series. And then and then number three, they got to just keep hitting threes. In three of the games they won over the Celtics, they shot over 50% from three-point range. If they can do that, that's definitely going to keep them in the series. Because they were, not, they, as we know, the Heat were not a good three-point shooting team all season long throughout the regular season. But they, all, but they have been a very good three-point shooting team in the postseason. So, they, so the three things, Butler's got to be great. Bam has got to be better than he was against the Celtics, and they got to hit threes. If they do those three things, they will have a chance to pull the upset. Yeah, I, I agree with you on two of your three points that I, I have the same ones. You know, Miami, when they shoot at least um, 40% from three this postseason, they're six and two. Yeah, they got to continue to hit threes because Denver's been really good um, behind the arc so far in the postseason. So, yeah, they're going to have to keep up with them because I know the Heat, you know, like in that Knicks series where they were, it was a really defensive kind of battle team, you know, they held the Knicks to under 100 points most of that series. That's not gonna that you know that they're not gonna be able to play that way and beat the Denver Nuggets away that they're able to score the basketball. Um, my other ones too is Bam. You know, yeah, you know when he's scoring inside and when he's aggressive, it opens up for those shooters to knock down threes because guys kind of collapse on him. Um, you know, and then on the defensive end of the floor, he can't he can't afford getting into foul trouble because that's you know that's the only guy that they really have to guard. You know, Jokic. And again, you know, they, 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 he were not great inside defensively against Boston. And for whatever reason, Boston, because Boston kept getting lobs of Robert Williams, but Boston never kind of figured that out that that was working. But they decided to just keep chucking their threes. Terrible coaching. Yeah. That, that, that was, <laughs> that was hideous. Um, we'll see if anything happens there. I would not be surprised if, if there's a change, but, um, you know, like, if um so if Bam gets in foul trouble, Cody Zeller's there's no chance Cody Zeller's gonna be able to keep up with Bam, and I mean with keep up with the Jokic, just that's just be a horrible matchup. And then 
lastly, it's Kale Martin. He's got to continue to just play well and, and continue to knock big shots. Um, you know, he, he's been great this postseason. He's kind of, you know, he's 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 looking for a big contract and he's going to get it from somewhere because he, he's had an unbelievable, um, you know, postseason so far. And they, they continue. They need him because I, I think Jimmy Butler's getting tired out there. Like, I, I think game six, I, I think for how well he's played, I think there's starting to be a little bit fatigue with Butler. And again, for the way he's played, yeah, you know, you could, you could see why. And they, they need Kale Martin to continue to be the guy that he was, especially, you know, in that series against Boston. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be key if Caleb Martin does step up again in this series, but you can't count on it. That's why a guy like Bam Adebayo is definitely got to step up. So now looking at the Nuggets, I think for, for me, first, Murray's got to continue to stay hot. If Murray can continue to stay hot, that's going to be key because you saw how good he was in that Lakers series and they were able to sweep the Lakers. So if Murray stays hot, that's going to be key. Number two, contain Jimmy Butler. And if they can contain Jimmy Butler, they're going to have an out there. This series probably won't go go more than five five or six games because if Jimmy Butler doesn't have, doesn't go, he's got to go crazy for the, for the Heat to have a chance in the series. So really the Nuggets, the biggest thing is, is containing Jimmy Butler. And I think Mike Malone is going to do a really, really good job of that. He's going to be able to I – think, I think they will be able to contain Jimmy Butler. Yeah, he'll have his games, but I think they will be able to contain Jimmy Butler in the series. And number three, Jokic just got to keep playing like the best player in basketball. Right now, to me, he's the best player in the game. If he plays like he is the best player in the game, the Nuggets will be champions. They will win this series and win their first NBA title. Yeah, you know, um, my first point in this one is, yeah, you know, Jokic against that zone defense that I know the Heat like to play a lot, but I don't think that's going to work against Denver. Denver's the best team. Um, they average, you know, over a point possession-wise when they face the zone this year. And again, it, you know, the way you beat a zone is with a big man like Jokic where he just get to the foul line and kind of distribute from there or even take a pull-up jumper from the free throw line. Um, that's not – that's that's going to be tough for the Heat – you know, to be able to play that defense. And I think Jokic be able to expose that. And yeah, if he does offensively, um, you know, Miami's going to have a tough time because again, as I mentioned, I think Bam, you know, Bam or Cody Zoe, who's ever on him is going to have a tough time one-on-one. And if Denver's knocking out shots, you know, because they're double teaming Jokic, it's going to be a long series for Miami. My second one is defending home court. They've been 8-0 so far the postseason at home and they they were 34-7, and which is the second best record in the league during the regular season. You know, that altitude too with, all the time that they've had off and now that he, you know, haven't had a couple of days, but you know, I, he definitely going to, you know, be a little bit more tired than the nuggets are use that to their advantage. Get up, get up um, to a quickly because Miami's played really well on the, on the road this postseason. So, so they can get the first two at home, you know, beautiful going out of Miami for him. And then finally the, the Denver bench and the other guys are around Jokic. When Jokic's on the floor, they've been plus uh, 10 points per hundred possessions. And when Jokic isn't on the floor, if they're a minus, um, you know, 8.9 po- uh, points per 100 possessions. They've not been great without Jokic on the floor, and that's a huge key. If guys can step up when Jokic – because Jokic can't play 40 minutes a game, you know, and, you know, he's just not built for that. And, you know, if Denver could find guys where Jokic could kind of sit down for at least three, four minutes and they could find a couple get- guys who could just score a couple of buckets for him, that would be huge for Denver, and that would give them a huge advantage in the series. Absolutely. And you made a good point about the home road thing. Because, yeah, Denver, they, they have not lost at home in the postseason. In the postseason. They've been great at home in the postseason. And they're starting at home in the NBA Finals. So they can protect home court. They could win two games. They're going to be in great shape in the series. But if they do lose a game to Miami, it, it, it could be troubling. And, and don't be surprised if they do because Miami's played so well on the road. I mean, we knew they, they went in, they won games one and games five, in game five in the Milwaukee series. 
They went into the Garden in Game 1 and won that next series. And that set the tone for that next series when they won Game 1 in the Garden. And then don't forget about the Conference Finals. They won three games, three games in Boston, which was the reason why they won the Conference Finals. So, yeah, the Nuggets, it's very, very important to protect home court because they don't want to be going to Miami with, with it being 1-1. No, they don't. You know, they – yeah, with kind of the way they're – with the way they're playing with the time off they've had, yeah, you want to go up 2-0, take advantage of playing at home. And I did see, too, Miami hasn't won in Denver since 2006 – or 2016. I know they only play there once a year, but it's something where they have not won there in a while. So, yeah, my Denver, the way they played at home because they haven't looked great on the road, you know, I, I you know – like, I know they, they lost a couple of the sun there, but they destroyed them in game six on the road. But, yeah, you know, Denver has has so far looked like a better team, obviously, at home than they have on the road. So, yeah, you want to take care of business, especially yeah, the way Miami's played on the road, too, because, yeah, they went to Boston, and, you know, that that didn't phase them. That, they got a great home court, home court up there, and that did not seem to phase them at all. Oh, no, no, not at all, not at all. So, yeah, yeah, there, there is not much that can phase this Miami team. And, yeah, the, 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 that crowd in Denver, I don't think uh, there's a good chance that won't either. So, yeah, so, yeah, Nuggets, make sure make sure you play well in those two games at home and, and, and make sure you're in good shape going to Miami. But for the series, I do think the Nuggets are going to win the series. I do, I, But I am going to give the Heat two games because of the way this team competes. But I do think the Nuggets are going to win the series. They got the best player in the league in Nikola Jokic, and they have the better team. And, and, and remember when, we all remember when Jerry Krause said in the last dance, oh, organizations win championships, players and players don't. That is, that is nonsense. That is, that is complete. That, is, that, couldn't be, that couldn't be more false. And, and I think and this league has been about great for years. This league has been about great players. Great organizations can only take you so far. Great players win championships from Magic and Bird to, uh, to, to MJ to Duncan, Shaq, and Kobe to LeBron to Steph Curry. Great players win championships. Jokic is the best player in the league. That's why I think the Nuggets win this series in six games. Yeah, I'm with you. I get Nuggets in five, though. I just think the way the Nuggets have played, I think the Heat get worn down. I just think Jokic is too tough of a um, of a mismatch of the series where I think the Miami gets one at home, but I think that's it. I think the way the Nuggets are playing, you know, yeah, maybe the layoff affects them a little bit, but I still think they play – I think at home they take care of business you know uh Kadarius Caldwell Pope's been really good so far in the playoffs Porter Murray I think everybody kind of continues to shoot the ball well and I just think Jokic again just you know Fort has you know triple doubles you know no surprise and I just think he's just the absolute monster in the series and I think Miami has has trouble trying to figure him out yeah I just can't see I can't see Jokic not having a big series I mean we remember in the previous series against the Lakers a lot of people thought, you know, because of because of uh, Anthony Davis, because because of Anthony Davis, he'll be able to contain him. Not at all. Jokic had a humongous series. He's just been great all year. And let's be honest, he should be the MVP of the league. I think it's mm-hmm. it's nonsense that Embiid won. Because let me tell you, if you're look, if you're watching a basketball game, you know you know that Jokic is clearly clearly head and shoulders above Joel Embiid. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, he makes everybody around him better. You know, and, and Embiid kind of does that but he's not great at it he's not like Jokic. Jokic is just an absolute he's just so good at it and you know he's a he's a really good you know shooter he's really improved on that I think when he's got the ball in his hands you never know what he's going to do with it and it's just it's just so tough to guard him and you know being like a point guard we just haven't seen anything like that before and yeah you know he deserved to win his third straight MVP He, he really did 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I think people looked at his point per game average and it wasn't that much, but that's because Jamal Murray was playing a full season. That's because Michael Porter was playing a full season. He was making those guys better. That's why his point, he didn't care about how many averaging like 30 points a game. He didn't care about that. All he cared about was winning. And, and I, and let me tell you, I was guilty of, you know, uh, picking Embiid to be the MVP. You said it all year long that it was Jokic, and, and it should and, and it should absolutely be Jokic. It should, it should absolutely be Jokic because he made the guys better around him, and his team was the best too. Yeah, and I feel like too, where Philly's a lot, you know, Philly's on a lot of national TV games where Denver's not, and I feel like you know, for people too, they don't tune in regionally to watch the Nuggets, and they kind of see Embiid, and they just kind of see the points and the stats, and they go, okay. You know, Embiid's averaging more than than Jokic, so let's just give it to him. So, yeah, you know, again, Embiid had a great year, but yeah, Jokic made everybody has made everybody around him better. Yeah, and you you mentioned that you know it was a good point that they got you know they're finally kind of healthy this year. You know, it's about time, and you've seen it. And like even a guy like Aaron Gordon's you know at 16 points, and he was an All Star when he at during his time with the Magic. So, yeah, there's just so many really good players around. You know, Jokic, and yeah, you know his point total went down, but. Again, he almost averaged 10 assists a game as a six foot 11, 284 pound point guard. You know, like he's just such a special, unique player. Now yeah, he definitely deserved it, um, you know, over Embiid. Oh, without a doubt, with, 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 without a doubt. And, and and yeah, you talked about it, you know, and, and this was the conversation before the Nuggets series that uh, the Nuggets don't get enough respect because their games aren't on. That that's that, and that's a big reason why their games just aren't televised, so they're not getting the kind of respect they should get. But now I hope they're getting the respect they should get because you saw what they did to the Lakers, you saw what they did to the Suns, and and in my opinion, they're gonna I think they're gonna win the championship, and 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 I think now they're going to get that kind of respect. But throughout the throughout the season and throughout the playoffs, they weren't getting that kind of respect because not a lot of they weren't the team that was talked about, or not other games weren't primetime games. But now it's nice to see a team like this getting the respect. Yeah, absolutely, and I feel like it's kind of. Like the Bucks a couple years ago, like he's now like on that kind of, you know, Jokic is on that kind of plateau with Giannis. And I think we're going to start, and we should start seeing a lot more Denver games on national TV. I don't know how many they were, but it doesn't feel like there was a ton of them. You know, I know it's not the biggest market, but yeah, you know, Jokic is such a great player. Um, they deserve the kind of, you know, Jokic deserves, you know, th- this team definitely deserves more games, kind of more prime time. I know, like, they usually do play in the Christmas game, but it's usually like the 1030 it's game. It's the 1030 game that no one years. watches. So, like, That's the thing, yeah. Yeah. You know, so, like, it, it's it's tough. And, you know, and I know usually a lot of their games, if there are on national TV or 1030 at night on, a, on, you know, a work or school night, it's tough to kind of tune in and watch four quarters of that. But, you know, they still should definitely get that respect. They definitely deserve it. And, you know, hopefully they do get more primetime national TV games coming up in the future. Absolutely, 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 absolutely. So now we're going to move on to DeAndre Hopkins. And officially yesterday, he was released by the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I think, I mean, yes, he's not Jamar Chase. He's not Justin Jefferson. He's not Tyreek Hill. He's not, I don't know, he's not even A.J. Brown right now. But I still think he arguably is a top 10 receiver in the game. He arguably can definitely help, and he definitely can help uh, a, team, a, t- a team out at, the, at this stage in his career. I mean, he's clearly a first ballot hall. Clearly, I don't know about first ballot, he's clearly a hall of famer. And I think he definitely can help a team out. And and uh, and 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 uh, I I was looking at you know five teams that would fit him the best uh, uh, going into next year. And for, and first for me is was the Cleveland Browns. Number one, he played with Deshaun Watson. They need a little bit of depth at depth at receiver. I know they traded for Elijah Moore, but they need some depth at receiver behind Amari Cooper. And I think that might be a pretty good fit for Hopkins. Number four is the Giants. And I know the Giants are pretty deep at receiver. Obviously. Uh, 
Wando Robinson will be back. Uh, they drafted, they drafted Jalen Hyatt. They got they at, at tight end. They got Darren Waller. So they have a lot of depth at the at the receiver position. But it would be nice to have that guy. It'd be nice to have that guy that Daniel Jones could throw the ball to on third and seven, on third and ten, and can make a play. So it'd be nice to have that guy. Number three, I think this team is actually in the most need for DeAndre Hopkins. And that's the Patriots. Because the Patriots, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster is their best receiver right now. Uh, they lost Jacoby Myers. They pretty much switched out Juju Smith-Schuster for Jacoby Myers. They got Devontae Parker and uh, Tyquan Thornton. But I think that DeAndre Hopkins, if he got into New England, he would clearly be the number one guy. And and if you're New England, why wouldn't you take a shot? Why wouldn't you take a chance to go to get to to, to get another weapon for Mac Jones? So that does make a lot of sense. I don't know. It doesn't look like they're going to do it, but it would make a lot of sense for them to do it. Number two for me is the Buffalo Bills. You got Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis, but another weapon, because I, you don't have Isaiah McKenzie anymore, another weapon would be needed. And DeAndre Hopkins put him and, and Stefan. This is what he wanted. He, he said, I want to play with the top five quarterback. I want to play with the top quarterback. There is a top three quarterback in Buffalo in Josh Allen. This I think this would be a really, really good fit for him. He might, he'd have to share targets with Stefan Diggs, but it would be a really, really good fit for him and a good chance for him to win a championship. And then number one is pretty obvious: the Kansas City Chiefs. And they got they got they, and, they, and they got a whole and they lost some receivers. They they lost Juju Smith Schuster. They lost Markel Hardman. I know they got Catavius Tony and Sky Moore, and they still got Marcus Valdez Scantling. But this would be a great fit for the Chiefs because he would be the number one option for Patrick Mahomes. So I, I would really really like this fit if he went to Kansas City. Justin, your five teams that would fit Hopkins the best. My five, I got four of the same, four of the top five that you did as well. My only difference was Detroit. You know, they're looking for their first um, division title since 93. I know they're going to be out Jameson Williams for the first six games. It takes some pressure off when he comes back because he missed a lot of time last year as well. So, um, you know, the Lions really trying to make a spark with that offense already. <clears throat> Could be another nice addition there for Detroit. <clears throat> and then next, I have. I have Cleveland. Yeah, you know, teams up back with um, Deshaun Watson. They do need some improvement at the wide receiver position. Um, you know, a team that in a really tough division, you know, borderline kind of playoff team, you know, he'd help them kind of get over maybe that hump there to maybe try to get a wild card spot. My next team was uh, Kansas City. Yeah, we've seen Patrick, you know, what Patrick wants to do with wide receivers, you know, with Hopkins. I know it would be tough to stay under the cap space, trying to sign him so you know again we'll see if there's um any you know any movement or anything there you know they might have to make a couple moves to try to get him but i i think you add you add him to that team with uh patrick mahomes and again they're right back that you know they're gonna still be on top there for in the afc um as the best team number two is my patriots yeah they need major help at the skills position you know and i know as you mentioned i i forgot o'brien and hopkins do not have the greatest of pass with their time in Houston, which I don't know if that's going to well, happen. Well, well, here's the here's the thing. O'Brien should just admit he was wrong. Should admit yeah. you were wrong. It was a pathetic trade. It was an absolutely terrible trade to trade DeAndre Hopkins. It made no sense at all. Just admit you're wrong if you're Bill O'Brien and move on. But of course, you know they're probably like, oh well, he's probably, O'Brien's probably telling uh, he's probably telling Belichick, you know, we didn't really even get along. This isn't a good idea. Which would be a gr- no, no, it would be a great idea because you need to help your young quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I and I hope O'Brien does is not thinking that way because you know if he wants to help his job out and make Mac Jones look good, you know, I he should want Hopkins on the scene because yeah, we need that. I'm not a huge fan of Juju as a number one. I do not like that. I don't like that going into the year, and 
we don't get Hopkins, that's probably our number one guy next year. So yeah, that's that's scary. So uh, I would love to get DeAndre Hopkins on this team, and yeah, that would be a huge fit. I know he said he did not want to play with Mac, you know. So, but again, we'll see. I think the Patriots have the money to go out there and sign him as well. And then my last one was Buffalo Hopkins Diggs. Yeah, that'd be one of probably one of the best combos in the sport. And yeah, as you mentioned too, he wanted to indicate that he wanted to play with Josh Allen and the Bills. And yeah, that's going to be his best shot to win a, win a championship. So yeah, Buffalo right now, I feel like makes the most sense for him right now and um, for for Hawkins. Yeah, it looks like it, I think it looks like it's going to be Buffalo and Kansas City because because they're because those teams are going for it and they're going to make a move like that. They're not afraid to bring in a Hopkins to make their team better. They're they're going to make a move like that. That's why I think that's why I'm definitely leaning towards it being either uh, Buffalo or Kansas City. Uh, to get DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I, I feel like it's heading that direction too. I know that I've heard the Patriots that are involved, but yeah, I don't know if they're going to pay what Hopkins wants. And, you know, and yeah, I don't want them to go to Buffalo or Kansas City because that just makes AFC even tougher. And yeah, and especially that division if he goes to Buffalo. So yeah, it feels like those are the two teams he's leading towards. And again, those two teams, um, you know, don't really need any more help offensively. What what already what they have, but yeah, those those two teams they add a guy like that and it just makes their offense even more lethal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, could you imagine Patrick Mahomes with DeAndre Hopkins? I know. All right, maybe Tyreek Hill in his prime was better, but I still think Hopkins is better than what Mahomes had last year, and he won a Super Bowl. So yeah, you put Hopkins, Mahomes, and Kelsey. That offense is going to be that offense is going to average at least thirty points a game. Yeah, yeah, that's a scary thing because yeah, just, you know, Mahomes doesn't need any more help, and they don't, you know, they don't need any more talent guys like that. But yeah, they already, you know, what, what Mahomes could do. Yeah, they don't have a ton of wide receiver talent, but you know, Mahomes can kind of make you look look good enough. And yeah, you add a guy like Hopkins. Yeah, you know, they're they're going to be right. You know, they're already pretty much the Super Bowl favorites. You know, and they're just, you know, their odds are going to get even even better adding a guy like DeAndre Hopkins in that in our in that offense. Oh, absolutely. 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 So, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you add him to a Buffalo, you add him to a Kansas city uh, that those offenses are going to be really, really, really explosive. If if, if you add him to one of those two teams, but we're going to shift over and talk about the Yankees, Aaron judge. He just, he just red hop. But before we talk about that, we're going to hear from our friends at JPEG financial and Shamrock home inspections. Do you have a 401k and some savings for future retirement? but don't even know if it's enough to live off of? How much is enough? How often are you thinking about it? The team at JPEX Financial Group can help set your mind at ease. We specialize in creating strategies in the planning and managing of your financial, educational, and investment needs. We help clients pursue their investment goals with sound financial strategies. You deserve a personal, tailored plan. Lasting, meaningful, and open relationships are the foundation of our practice. You've worked hard for your money and should feel confident in your investment choices as you make decisions for your financial future. Your goals are our goals. We are dedicated to your needs and hopes for your future. Visit our website and give us a call at 860-430-5397. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. JPEX Financial Group, LLC is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. JPEX Financial Group is located at 78 Eastern Boulevard, Glastonbury, Connecticut. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. 
Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. So we thought the Yankees, you know, started to get into a little The Yankees kind of got into it. We thought the Yankees would get into a little bit of a slump last week. They lost three in a row, lost to the Orioles, lost to the Padres. But but they, 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 they've started to win now. Uh, Aaron, uh, on Saturday, they beat the Padres three to two. And then Sunday, Aaron Judge hits a home run. And Aaron Judge has been red hot ever since. Four home runs in his last six games. Absolutely phenomenal. He's, 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 he's back on last year's pace. I mean, this guy's been just amazing. Him and Adoles Garcia right now should be one-two in the MVP conversation. They both have been just—they both have been just outstanding. But Aaron Judge, what more can you say about him? Uh, home run on Sunday, two home runs on on a, on a Monday, oh, yeah. and he took a home run away on Monday, <laughs> and then he had a home run last night. So he has just been downright phenomenal these la- since he's came back from injury. Yeah, yeah, and you know. He had 18 home runs in the first 46 games last year, and he's got 18 home runs so far through the first 46 games this year. And yeah, he's uh, 18 home runs. I think it's second best in the league behind Pete Alonso, and he's missed 11 games. Like, yeah, he's just hot. And and I'm surprised he doesn't get the bond, especially with Rizzo being out the last couple of nights. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten the Barry Bonds treatment at this point and just like just not even try to beat you. But yeah, he, he's been on a tear. And again, I know it's early and I know he still has some years left, but like on the pace that he's been the last couple of years. And again, if he wins the championship here, he's going to be at that table of greatest Yankees of all time. Like he may not be the best, but he'll be there with the Yogi's, the Babe Ruth. Oh, absolutely. Without, without, without a doubt. You know, like, yeah, he's on pace to become one of those, you know? And again, even if he doesn't win one, we Yankee fans still talk about Don Mattingly very highly. He'll he'll be above Don Mattingly in that. Like he's, you know, the way things are going. Again, maybe, maybe the back end of this deal, you know, hurts and he's not great. But again, if he if during his prime, if he can win at least one World Series, it's going to be all, all be worth it. Because again, we'd all be disappointed if he took that four hundred million dollars from the Padres and went there and hit three home runs against us this weekend. Like I, I know. The back end may not look pretty for this, but again, they had to do it, and it's so far paying off so far. And again, for the pace he was on last year, now that he has money and he's just going right back out there and doing the same old thing, it's it's amazing to watch. Oh, it absolutely is paying off. It absolutely is. I mean, yeah, just seeing how good he is and seeing since he's returned how this team has played. This team has played much better since he's came back. I mean, his team has been a, definitely a better team since he's came back. He's 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 been. Just judge has just been awesome. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm just I'm just so happy that 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 he's playing the way that he is again, again. Yes, he got hurt a little bit, but he's playing the way that he is again. And it's putting this Yankee team right now. They're in third place, but they're getting close to Baltimore. Yeah, they're you know the only two back of Baltimore, only five of the Rays, and the Rays have lost the first two against uh, the Cubs this week. So yeah, you know they're sitting. You know we all kind of. Uh, I know I did. I kind of rid off the American League East, you know, in mid-April, the way the Raids were playing. And, yeah, you know, they're still 
there's still a chance to win that division right now. And yeah, you know, judges done a great job since come back, you know, and this team, this offense right now, the last couple of days, you know, Mill, Bryce Mill, the way he's came up and pitched, usually they don't hit a rookie like they did the other night. And then Logan Gilbert's been pretty good all year too. You know, they've rocked him last night and I know George Kirby's been pretty good. They get him tonight, but yeah, the way the offense been playing against some of the, the staffs they've been facing the last couple of nights. Yeah. It's been huge. And, you know, judge has been a huge, huge part of that. It's, Again, it feels like a home run a night. You know, you're, you're surprised Judge is a home home run a game. Oh no! Oh, not at all! Not at all! You're expecting Judge to home run a game. That's how that's how hot Aaron Judge is right now. You're expecting him every time he comes up to hit a home run. That that's how hot he is right now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's impressive. You don't really see it that often, but yeah, he's again. It, it helps the rest of that lineup. So yeah, he's he's again. It's it's crazy, and he only had a second one last night. I know his first one that just hooked foul, but yeah, you know that was the only line shot. So. Yeah, you know, for for only for missing eleven games and only being two back of Pete Alonso for the most major league baseball is impressive. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. It's nice to have two New York guys on top on top in home runs. Yeah, it is. You know, I know the Mets are kind of teetering right now. They haven't been great either, but yeah, Pete Pete's right Pete's right there too. Like it could be a fun kind of summer for those two, if the, you know, because Pete 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 with his power too could hit hit sixty plus, and we've already seen Judge do it so. Yeah, it could be a nice home run chasing kind of summer for those two New York stars. So yeah, it could be a could be a fun summer for um, those two franchises with those two players. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now the Yankees talk about talk about two great franchises, two two historic franchises. The Yankees have a huge series this weekend against the Dodgers in, in L.A. and uh, and 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 the Dodgers have played well. We all thought early on the Padres were going to run away with that division. That's not the case. The Dodgers have proven that they are the team in that division. I know they lost to the Padres last year in the first round, but they have proven they are the team in that division. Their pitching is good. Their offense. I mean, J.D. Martinez is having a better year. Freddie Freeman's been good. Betts has been good. Uh, Will Smith has been good. Their offense is good. Dodgers are a really good team, and the Yankees head there this weekend. And it, it starts on Friday night with Garrett Cole against Luis. Again, no, it's a – Luis Severino against Clayton Kershaw, so that's a really, really good matchup. But I, I, I got to give that one to the Dodgers. But Saturday, I'm going to give to the Yankees. And the way the Yankees are playing, you know what? I'm confident that they're going to take two out of three over the Dodgers. Really? I'm still the Herman. The Sunday night one's like a wild card. I don't. You never know what you're going to get out of Herman. Bobby Miller has been really good as you know as a rookie come up. I could. I could see them get Friday though. I know Kershaw would be tough, but Severino's looked really, really good too, coming off the IL. You know, in a contract year for him, he's been huge. I could see them maybe get Friday. I'm a little bit worried about, like, I'm not panicking about Cole, but the home run ball certain it kind of bite him. You know, Sunday kind of got a big lead, and you know, they almost blew it the other day. But yeah, they should get Saturday night because um, Michael Groove didn't look good the other night, but we'll see. And then Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be a fun series. I could totally see them getting two out of three. Um, but, yeah, the Dodgers kind of – they got off to, like, a slow start, too, but they're starting to kind of play better. For Freddie Freeman, I think, is, like, the only more hot hitter than, like, Aaron Judge. I think his last, like, 10 games, he's batting, like, 375 or something like that. Or No, it's – or he's 35 for his last 77 Freeman. Like, he's, he's been an absolute tear as well. Um, so he may be the only hot hitter right now than Judge. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun series between between Yankees, Dodgers. Um First Sunday night game of the year for the Yankees, which is odd that it's June and they haven't had one yet. Um, but yeah, two of the most historic franchises, and then and it, I don't know if it's gonna change because it feels weird because I know we're gonna play them every year. Like it feels 
really cool that we only play them all, like every couple of years. But like, I don't know if I'll change my tune if it's like every year we get it, but I know it's only going to be once a year. Uh, but yeah, it's so, you know, going to be a fun series this weekend out in LA. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the series in a minute. We got to talk about Luis Severino. Severino's impact, the rotation is going to be big because if he can pitch well, that's another guy behind Garrett Cole. And then if somehow you can get Rondon back and him pitching well, that's three really good pitchers. And your offense has hit well because you're going to get Stanton back. Your offense is good. The only thing you're really going to have to fix if if, if Rondon and Severino pitch well and Stanton does well when he comes back, the really the only thing you really have to fix is that ninth inning guy. That's going to be the biggest thing for the Yankees because if they can have good, good starting pitching and good and their hitting can be good, the big thing they'll have to focus on at the trade deadline is going to be the, it's going to be that ninth inning guy. That, that's going to be the big thing for the Yankees to focus on if Severino, Rendon, and Stanton do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's that ninth inning. You know, I know Wandy and Michael King have both been pretty good, but yeah, I don't know how much I would like to have King go the ninth, but I know King can give you a couple innings, so I don't you know either ninth yeah with home. That could be something they definitely look at um because yeah right now there's just you don't know what you're gonna get out of clay Holmes, clay Holmes every night and yeah you know the big three rondon sounded like he pitched a bullpen on monday and it went pretty well like he didn't have any pain so hopefully he can come back you know maybe mid-july at this point but you know maybe late mid mid late july maybe but yeah you know because cortez hasn't been great you know it's just the third time around it's kind of killed him he can't he can't, you know, I gave him five last night, but yeah, with those three, Severino cold away, and then you get Rodon back. That's a great top three. And, you know, hopefully Herman, you never know. Yeah, like his Herman could be really good one night, or he could give up four or five runs in the first couple of innings. That's, that's it. Like, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of him. But yeah, it, you know, the offense has been well. I'm, you know, Again, I think the offense, the offense is going to do well until it gets to the postseason. And then it's like, is it, you know, what are we going to get? It's always a wild card. I know Bader's been good, but he got hurt again. Like, that's kind of the problem. They just, they got a lot of injuries last year. And, you know, they've been rolling right now. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what this team can do. And, yeah, the ninth inning, man, is kind of going to be the main focus point here. Um, you know, when they, you know, in mid-late uh, mid, July to see where they go for that. Absolutely, absolutely. And now getting back to the series with the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, it should be a great series. It should be a fun series between these two teams. I mean, it's going to be nice to see him on – I mean, I know it's during the NBA Finals, but I mean, I see him on Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah. On uh, on They're actually on Sunday Night Baseball three, I think three weeks in a row. Dodgers oh, yeah. and the two Red Sox series. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a really, really – it'll be really fun to see this series between these two teams. Both teams – we say this every year. It could be a World Series preview. I mean, we say it every year, but it never happens. But it could be a World Series preview. But, yeah, it'll be nice to see these two teams go up against each other yeah well um yeah it, it's gonna be a fun week weekend you know seeing yeah two of the best franchises go at it two of the hottest teams in the league going at it um you know Sevy versus kershaw you know great pitching matchup there it would even be cool to see cole versus kershaw that'd be even better but you know um it'll be great to kind of get to see kershaw hopefully we can get a couple runs off him but yeah it's gonna be a fun series definitely gonna could be a world series preview um we'll see but yeah, it's gonna be fun, fun series, and hopefully the Yankees get out of there. And you know, if they win two out of three, at least they they'll at least win four out of six on this West Coast trip, which you'll take every time. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now we'll move on to the Red Sox, and they've lost two in a row. They lost the Diamondbacks on Sunday and had a bad loss last night to the Cincinnati Reds. And I know Sale is pitching better, but the same thing you say about this team all year long: Are they gonna have enough pitching 
to lat to keep them in the race in late July? Are, are they going to have enough pitching? Sale is pitching better. I'll give them that. But and this team could hit. I mean, this team hits the. I mean, Yoshida Yoshida has had a really good year. Devers obviously has had a great year. So this team is pretty good offensively. But again, as I say, every single week the key is going to be is are they going to be able to stay in this thing so they could acquire pitching at the trade deadline? And the way it's going now. We'll see. They they got they got two more with the Reds this week, but they got a really tough four game series coming up at home against Tampa. Yeah, they do. Um, this is yeah against um the Reds. Yeah, Los Angeles a tough one. They got behind early. They almost came back and you know had the time run third there, but um, you know, uh, Cass has struck out. But yeah, you know the Reds. It's yes, you mentioned it's been the pitching. It's Something we've mentioned since the offseason that's going to hurt the team was, you know, do they have enough pitching? You know, they moved Kluber to the bullpen. You know, Nick Pavetta's in the bullpen now. Sale pitched well again Friday night, and he was sick. So he kind of battled through Friday night and got him a win. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, the, the offense score runs, but you can't count on your offense to score you six, seven runs a night. It just doesn't happen consistently um, enough, and that's kind of going to be where – some nights the offense is going to have to, or the, the pitching staff is going to have to, you know, keep it close. And again, sometimes that just doesn't happen, especially for this team with, with a couple of the arms that they got right now. Um, but we'll, we'll see. Cause yeah, the offense has been really good. Paxton looked, you know, was looking better. And then he kind of had a shaky outing his last time out. So, you know, we'll see if they can get more out of Paxton tonight. You know, they got swept last year at home by the Reds, you know, um, and I think it was right around this time the Ritz swept them. So, yeah, you know, this series that you got to win because, yeah, the way I know Tampa's starting to cool off, which I think we thought they would. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they struggled last year in Tampa Bay. They've already got swept by Tampa on the road. So they're already 0-3 against them this year. And, you know, we'll see what the offense has. Um, they get Adam Duvall started a rehab assignment last night. So he'll probably be back this weekend, I'm assuming. And that's another bat that – had a really nice start to the year, but um, and that shortstop Kike's already got 11 errors. Like, that's you know, he's not been great defensively, he's been decent with the bat, but defensively, they've really missed Bogarts. And I think Story, they're hoping you know, it's like a month away or or mid July, they're hoping. I think so. You got another month and a half before you get Trevor Story back to help that offense even more. So, I guess there's like a a, tr- a deadline acquisition. acquisition kind of that you'll get Trevor story back in that middle of the lineup, but yeah, they're going to really have to get pitching. They're on pace to win 84 games right now, which might get them. And that might be enough to get them in the wild card spot. That might, uh, I, that's, I don't, that's I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Cause if you look at the wild cards, Oh, you look, you look at the central, they'll get one team, but the West is yeah. going to get two teams. The West is going to get the Astros and they're going to get the Rangers. Those two teams are going to get, get in the West. So, and then, and then obviously you get, yeah, a team, you you get, get the, the win, yeah. get the winner of the, you get the winner of the East. So uh, if you have, so if you have six teams, so if you get two teams in the West, one in the one in the Central, that's three. Then you get a team in the. Uh, so they, as we said last week, they're going to have to finish in third place. They're yeah. going to have to finish in third place and win eighty four games. And I don't think that's doing it because I think I think the uh, the Yankees and the Orioles are going to win more than eighty four games. So I don't think eighty four games is going to get them win. I think they're going to have to get to at least 90. I think at least yeah. 90 gets is going to get you in the playoffs in the, in the, in the American league this year. I think, I think it's going to be 90. Yeah, actually you're right. Yeah. I was thinking seven. I don't know for whatever reason why I was thinking seven teams get in, but yeah, it's only six. So yeah, they're going to have to win close to 90. And right now they're going to have to add some pitching for that to happen. And 
we'll see what Hein Bloom does this summer. You know, it's you know, we'll see. But yeah, I, I agree with you. They're gonna probably need at least 90 wins. And you would hope at some point Toronto figures it out, but I don't know either. So they might hire the manager sooner rather than later. But yeah, you you feel like Houston's starting to play better. Texas is not going anywhere. So yeah, 90 wins is probably gonna be where they have to finish. And yeah, I, I don't know if that team's good enough. I don't know if right now if that team's good enough to win 90. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. They're they're definitely not good enough to win 90 games. Now, Core is a really good manager, but yeah. they're definitely not good enough to win 90 games. Now, as we said last week, the balanced schedule is gonna help them, but they're still, I mean, looking at the that pitching staff, looking at that roster, that's not a 90 win roster. No. No, that lineup, when you add a story back, you know, that that gives you another Maybe couple. Story but, and Duvall could help, but it's yeah. still with their pitching, is not a team that's gonna win 90 games. No, it's not. And you know, again, we'll we'll see them soon. They have the Yankees twice. They got the Twins coming up in the month of June. You know, the White Sox, the Marlins. You know, I think they got the Rockies too. Like it's, you know, they got a couple tough ones, but like there's some winnable series you're gonna have to win. Like again, you, you can't lose a series at home to Cincinnati. Like you can't just you can't do that. Um, if you want to kind of, you know, I know the balance schedule helps, but you can't lose a series like that. I know Cincinnati's been a little bit better. They're only four under five hundred, but. That's a series you got to win at home. You know, you, there's no excuse to, to lose to a team like Cincinnati, especially because you got a nice series win against an Arizona team that surprised a lot of people. You know, that that's been, that was a nice series victory. So, yeah, they, they got to kind of find a way to beat Cincy. Yeah, the team's not constructed right now. They're going to have to have pitching at the deadline. We'll see. Do they bring back the old friend Erod? You know, he's had a nice year in Detroit. Like, there's yeah, gonna have that, to that's interesting. Arm. That's an interesting one if they if they can go get Eduardo Rodriguez because you know he probably won't be on the Tigers after July 31st. No. no, no, absolutely not. I know the Tigers have been a bit better, and that well, they're only two back right now. Actually, as I look at it, they might still be. That division is horrific. Yeah, that division <laughs> is worst in baseball. Yeah, so I guess they could still be in the hunt to win that division. As you would say, how 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 the balanced schedule benefits the AL East teams. It yeah. really hurts the AL Central teams because they don't play each other all the time. No, no, yeah. That at, right now they may man seventy five wins may win you that division right now, which is and they'll get a three seed. I know they would they would get they would get they'd host the last wild card team. Yeah, which is yeah, which yeah. So yeah, like would love to they didn't get a wild card. I love it to be playing the AL Central team. That'd be great because uh, that'll be advantage. But yeah, well you know so maybe E Rod. But yeah, there's gonna you know. I know in the coming weeks they'll find out, you know, we figure out more who's kind of more selling. And there's always an arm or two out there in the deadline that some team will go after. We'll see how, again, with Hein Bloom, you would think he's going to have to be pretty aggressive here to try to get this team in into the postseason because, or just not to finish last in this division. You know, like you can't just finish last yet again. Um, I know it's a, it's a tough division and everybody could finish over 500, but it's still a bad look if Boston Red Sox finish in last place. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. To finish in last place three of the four years, especially three of the four years you're the GM, that definitely is a bad luck. Now, the Sox got a big series against the Rays this week, four-game series. Friday night, you got Whitlock against Glass now. I think the Rays win that one. Hauk against Fleming. I think the Rays win that one. TBD, you don't know who either team's throwing. I might give give the Red Sox that one and then Bellow on Sunday. I think they lose it. I think the Rays win three out of four. But this is why this is important, though, for the Red Sox to win the next two and be four games over 500 going into that series. So, so if so, let's say they lose three out of four in that series, they're there's they're still uh, two games over 500. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. They got to win these next two tonight. Um, they need a big spark from Paxton. But yeah, I agree with you. I think they lose three out of four of the series. You know, you're going to have to go up against Glass now and McClanahan, who is and I, you know, I know Glass has only made one start since coming back, but I, you know, I expect Glass to kind of get back on track and be better. But yeah, I ex- I expect Boston to kind of get one on Saturday, one of the two in that doubleheader, and then yeah, Sunday against McClanahan. I don't see them winning that one. The the way Shane McClanahan has been pitching, he's you know, looked like again, you know, the Cy Young last year kind of right up until the end until he got injured. You know, that's to be a tough matchup for him. So yeah, you're gonna have to figure out the win two to two these last two. Cause yeah, Tampa, you're already 0 3 against the Rays this year. Um, you're gonna have to try to steal a couple this weekend, but that's yeah, gonna be a tough, tough test. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So we'll wrap up the show talking. We haven't talked hockey in a while because the mm-hmm. Rangers and Bruins lost, but We'll talk about the Stanley Cup Finals, and we'll be talking about the team that beat the Bruins, that ended their historic season in the first round. That's the Florida Panthers, who have pretty much cruised since then, beating the Maple Leafs in five and then sweeping the Hurricanes to get to this point. Now, the Golden Knights, they're now they're in their second Stanley Cup Final in six years, six, six years of existence. They've been to the Stanley Cup Final twice, and I correct me if I'm wrong, the Conference Finals two times, two times as well, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. So four yeah, times they've been in the final four, four. Yeah. since the Golden Knights since the Golden Knights have been in existence, but they have not won a championship. But this is their big. This is their year. You got Jack Eichel. Uh, you got this is this this is. I think this is the Golden Knights year. But I'll talk to the. I'll ask the person who watches a lot more hockey than me what he thinks is going to happen in this series. And and we'll start with the Panthers though. We'll start with the Panthers. What do the Panthers have to do to complete this dream season? For them. Bobrovsky's he's kind of lived up to the hype. And if you remember, you go back to start the Bruins series, he was the backup, you know. Um, they went with the rookie who was played pretty well, and then kind of they made the change after a few couple of the games. And Bobrovsky's been a been a um you know, he's been a brick wall behind the net. You know, he's he's 11-2 this postseason, his goal percentage is 935. Um, you know, he's been unbelievable so far. And they're they're gonna continue to need him to be that brick wall because um you know, the way Vegas could score, they got four lines they could score. And, you know, he's he could steal them a game or two, you know, in this postseason. And their other one is Matthew Kachuk. He's got 21 points so far in the postseason. They brought him over from Calgary. That's kind of what they were missing last year, I feel like, was that big star. They finally got Kachuk, you know, this offseason. He had 109 points during the regular season. He's hit a couple of bit, he's had a couple of really nice kind of big key goals late in games to win them so far. Um you know, he's kind of had a knack for that, and he's going to have to continue to, to do that, um, you know, in the series against um, Vegas. We'll see, too. They've had – it's going to be 10 days off. They've, you know, they finished off um, the Hurricanes a week ago, so they're going to have 10 days off. So we'll kind of see how the legs are coming out, but, you know, they're going to be pretty fresh, you feel like. I know Vegas is going to have some, too, um, but for them, it's for Roski and Matthew Kachuk, you know, just got to continue to play the way they've been playing because – They've been two catalysts there for, for for Florida. So Bruce Cassidy's team in his first year got had the best record in all of and all not in all of hockey, even though that was the Bruins, but in the Western Conference. We all thought maybe they would Cassidy would face his former team, but uh, what do the Golden Knights have to do to get their first Stanley Cup in franchise history? For them, continue to be awesome. Um, five on five. This during the postseason, they they 14, 49 of their 62 goals have come off you know, even shrank, you know, as I mentioned, they're four, they, you know, Cassidy trusts four lines, you know, the, you know, they, they all can score, um, you know, like the other night, it's, 
you know, Dallas, you could just see they just put the pressure on Dallas very early in that game. And um, Dallas just didn't really have an answer for it at all. And then the second one is William Carlson. He's a great, probably one of the best um, wing defenders in the game. He's going to probably be on Kachuk a lot of this. He's got to try to limit it. He did a good job against Connor McDavid and Robbie Hentz of the Stars. I, I, you know, of kind of, I think Hentz only had two assists the last three, four games of that series. So he's got to continue to kind of limit the star, you know, and make other guys beat you on Florida. They got a couple other nice players, but Kachuk's kind of the main guy that you got to slow down. And the other one's been Aiden Hill. He's, he was our fifth goal going in the year. He was like fifth on their depth chart in, in, He's been awesome as well so far in this postseason. Um, you know, he, he's played really well. You know, he's been seeing the puck well. So for him as well, it, it's going to be a great goaltending matchup. And it's going to be, you know, who can who's going to be that goalie that gives up the soft goal or two. And that could really be the difference maker. There's some really good offensive players going in this series. But I feel like, you know, with the way these two goals have been playing, it could be a very low scoring series in every goal. Um, you know, it may be tough to kind of, you know, two, three goals may win you a game in the series. So um, both, both goaltenders have to be on. And, you know, with they, and then the crazy thing is, too, you know, with Vegas going into the season, they were only supposed to be like a seven or eight seed, like kind of getting with one of those wild card spots. And, you know, they, they've had a nice run. My dad works with somebody whose son works in the Vegas front office. And they're not, they, they, before the season, they're like, we're going to win the division. We're going to go on and run the postseason. So that franchise kind of, you know, kind of, you know, was on, you know, they, they kind of knew that they would, um, you know, they didn't think this was going to be a fluke. And then with the Panthers, they, they, if the Penguins won two or one of their final two games, they would have been out with the postseason. And so wow. it's kind of like the heat, you know, and they've kind of gone on this run and, you know, last year they were the president cup trophy. I think they're just missing that one star that they got in Matthew Kachuk and they've been off and running. And then again, in Chicago probably benefit from, beating um pittsburgh because they wouldn't have gotten the number one pick in the lottery so it's kind of gone full circle here and so for the panthers you know both teams have been playing well and you know we'll, we'll see what happens but i think vegas wins this thing at six i think it's gonna be a good series but i think Vegas got a little bit more talent than the panthers yeah i think vegas wins in six as well but, but, but my question for the panthers is 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 it a surprise that they're here they did win the president's trophy last year and they and i'm guessing they didn't lose a ton of players for off that team is it a surprise that they're here i know they weren't good in the regular season but is it a surprise that they're where, where they are seeing that they won the president's trophy last year i guess it shouldn't be at this point because i'm like they they played really well against the bruins and they took them to seven and i thought they were the better team and i feel like for now being the Stanley Cup, I feel like it kind of I know it's disappointing to Bruins fans, but like you lost to a pretty good team. Yeah, they didn't they didn't lose a ton. They kind of they lost some um, uh, Jonathan Huberto, but they traded him to get Matthew but Kachuk, and that's kind of been a blessing for them because you know Kachuk's been better than Huberto was uh so far, and he's really stepped up this postseason. So like I don't think it should be. And, and Bobrovsky too hasn't, you know, the last couple of postseasons. You know, since being with Florida, he was not great. And he's really, he kind of lost his job there and he's kind of fought for it back and he's lived up to the contract. He's the highest paid goaltender. He's one of the highest paid players, I think, in the sport. And he's really lived up to it. So I don't think it is. I think because they're an eight seed, it kind of feels like it. But I feel like it's like the heat. Like they got a lot of good players and maybe they just didn't turn it on. And then again, in the postseason, you run into a hot goaltender and it could happen, especially the way they just blitzed um. You know, Carolina, they did a great job against them sweeping them. So I feel like kind of like the heat where it's like it's not 
like it should be a surprise, but it doesn't really feel like it is because it is a good team and it just for whatever reason just couldn't get it going during the regular season. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they've and they've yeah, yeah, they did have trouble during the regular season, but they have definitely gotten it going in the postseason. But that's going to wrap it up this week on Sports Talk with RJ for Justin Anafrio. I'm Steve Risser. We'll be back next week talking about the NBA Finals, the first series this year between the Yankees and Red Sox, and the Stanley Cup Finals. Have a great weekend, everyone. Jones on first down, wide open, it's Barkley. And Saquon Barkley will take it into the end zone. Your best ability is his availability. Saquon Barkley, he's great when he's on the field, but the problem is since 2018, he hasn't been healthy for this team. Look at this. They lob it to him. He taps it in off the glass. How about that? Porter Moser, I think right now, is the best coach of college basketball. Hands down. Finch, two for three. He's done his part. Pitch is drilled to deep right field toward the poles, and it is gone. They don't mind not being what they were in the 90s as the best organization in baseball. Because the Yankees are not. They're even close to the best organization in baseball. They're trying to be the Rays, and the Rays do this for a reason. Like, you're the Yankees. Hello, my name is Joe Aguirre. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Bird, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.